Okay, here we are. Good afternoon. Hey, this is Jack Kelly with Let's Go Live with Jack Kelly. And we're talking about the future of work today. This is kind of a new series that I'm working on. So, so thanks for, for bearing with me as I'm trying it out, doing a little, little something different. Just want to make sure this is all good, all working. Let's see, hold on. The mic. Hold on, it seems like. Okay, this is better, right? All right, I, I think it probably, you know, these these LinkedIn Lives go better. You know, this is, this is, I'll give you some inside information. So these LinkedIn Lives go better when you actually don't have your computer on mute and you can actually talk and people can listen. So, so yeah, that's a very... <laughs> That's a very important part. That's like mission critical. Step one, you think I would have learned that after like doing a hundred of these, that would make sure I would check that everything is working right. But uh, yeah, you know how life is, especially when you're remote and you don't have people around you to help you out and say, Jack, hey, knucklehead, did you check to make sure that your lights are working, that, you know, your mic is on? Uh, but I kind of figured it out. It was tough, tough, tough life. So today, I want to talk about this. Think about it. You know, it's it's fashionable lately to kind of, you know, bash everything. To say, you know, find out what what's wrong. Um, I mean, this was going on before before COVID, where every, you know, kind of this is bad, this is horrible, this is terrible. Um, doesn't help when the news is doom and gloom and pitting people against each other making everyone angry. But what I contend is this, what I, what I think is just the opposite. I think right now we're in this, in this new paradigm. We're in a shift. We can't, we're coming from about a year and a half of just really as bad as it gets for the most part. And the doors open to this whole new world. So like everything you hear on the news with this divisiveness, this hate, this anger, everything is bad. It's missing the bigger picture. I think, I humbly suggest that it's different, that we're actually going through a renaissance. We're going through kind of a 1920s, roaring 20 kind of thing. And what I mean by that is it's going to be this kind of feeling we're past the pandemic, anything is possible mindset. Think about it. Think about, think about our lives now. You know, if, if you want to stay, you know, if you don't want to go shopping, you use Instacart and, and you have people who bring the food right to your doorstep. If you want to order out for dinner, DoorDash, Grubhub, a whole bunch of different places. If any little thing you need, I need a, I need a pen, I need you know, some stickies, whatever, go to Amazon, get to your doorstep within a few hours. It's wild how if you, instead of going to a, having to go to a doctor, sitting in the room with everybody coughing and sneezing on you, there's telemedicine. Right as we speak, we have Bezos, we have Musk, we have Richard Branson, all, all building rocket ships to go on the outer reaches of space to get on Mars, to maybe build, get habit, you know, get people on Mars. 
Think about how mind blowing that is. Even when you were a kid in your wildest dreams, would you think that you're going to have, you know, billionaires who are going in rocket ships up in space, not through NASA, but just, you know, regular people. Now, you could say there's a better use of their money, and maybe, but just think about it. They probably said the same thing about airplanes. Why do you need an airplane? We have perfectly good cars. Same thing with cars. Why do you need cars? We have horse and, and, and buggies. You don't need cars. So you're always have to, you're always gonna have to say these things and think these things, but we have it. And it's wild. And to me, it's so exciting because it shows potential. It shows anything is possible. Because if we had a conversation two, three years ago about remote work, you'd say it's not possible. If we had a conversation saying this, this guy who came from South Africa and he's kind of goofy and he's on Twitter and he's going to send people in a rocket ship to Mars, you'd be like, what? What are you smoking? What's wrong with you? But it's happening. It's here. And if that's not mind blowing that we're doing these things, what is? So what I contend is this, we are now living through this time period where the stock market is on fire, the real estate market is on fire, things, the economy is doing well, there's a war for talent. People feel that their job situation is such that you could just rage quit, not worry about it and find another job. These are things that show we're in a change. And, and what's important about this with a change, that means uh, you can rip up the script of pre-COVID. So in other words, I contend the future of work is not going to be what was. We're, gonna he we're heading to this new era, this new paradigm. You know, it's still, we're still going to have to find out what it is. But it feels that it's going to be an environment where we don't have to stick with what was, that we could reinvent ourselves. We could pivot to new jobs, pivot to new careers, start all over again, take chances. That's what I think is going to be the hallmark of this new world we're entering. Because it, tell me if you disagree with this, this feels that you could try different things and it's okay. If you succeed, that's great. If you fail, no, no one's going to take, no one's going to say anything because Going through the pandemic, we realized how short life is, how precious life is, how it can be gone in a minute. And once you know that, you've got to savor every day. You've got to, you've got to live your life, your work life too, with meaning, with purpose. Do things that you really want to do that you're connected with. And, and I think this is what we're doing. People are starting to reinvent themselves. They're looking for new ideas, new jobs. You know, I think what they're missing when they talk about the great resignation, they almost make it sound like, gosh, these people are so dumb. They're just quitting their jobs. I think it's more about saying, hey, I've been a waiter waitress for 10 years. Is this how I want to spend the rest of my life? Maybe there's more to life than that. Let me, let me at least try instead of staying at a burger joint, let me see, maybe I go back to school. I don't know, maybe I take up a trade. Maybe I kind of learn something new, but at least I owe it to myself to try. And that's what I would suggest for everybody who's watching now and who watch later, to look at this time period. It's gonna be weird because, you know, companies are kind of figuring out their back to work schedule. You know, they're talking about hybrids where you might be in two to three days a week. It may be remote, some sort of different combination. 
So it's going to be it's it's going to be this weird quirky time where things are going to feel up in the air, air, and people are not going to be sure, you know, what's happening. Is this good? Is it not good? But don't get don't get concerned. I would suggest what you want to do now is really look deep inside yourself to see what do you want out of life? What do you want to do for your job? What do you want to do for your career? What will make you happy? What will, what will give you some meaning and purpose in what you do? If it's all about the money, that's that's fine too. No judgments. If, if you're all about, hey, I just want to make a lot of money, great. Figure out what can I do to make a lot of money? So I would say right now, starting today, starting this minute, start really taking control of your life, your career, your future. Don't feel it has to be like your parents or your grandparents' way of doing things. I think all bets are off. It's a way to start over. This one door closed with the pandemic and now another is open with limitless possibilities. So start thinking, what, what, what would be something that would make me happy? You can start small. Let's start with your company. Let's say you don't hate where you work. It's okay, but you want more. Schedule a meeting with your boss and say, hey, boss, you know, can I get a raise? Can I get a promotion? Can I make a lateral transfer to a different part of the company to learn something new? Let's say you have young children. Maybe you might say, hey, can we work on a flexible schedule? So this way I could bring my child to pre, you know, pre-K, to kindergarten, to first grade, whatever the case may be. Or maybe I could come home, leave early so I could pick them up, right? Maybe, maybe, why not say, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm one of these people, I get to the office, I don't goof around, I work hard. Why do I have to stay eight hours? Maybe if I do my work, can I, can I leave in five hours? When you say it, you think, wow, that's radical. But why should that be radical? I think we should start normalizing all of this. And why does it have to be a five-day work week? There's no, it wasn't in the Ten Commandments. Thou shalt not, I don't know, whatever you shall not doing. But part of it, I know for sure, is not saying thou shalt work a five-day work week. You know? So why does that have to be? If, once again, let's say if you could do all your work within, you know, four days, why not four days? These are the things where you want to start thinking about for yourself and then maybe speak to your managers about it. Now, I have no illusion that you go into your manager, your boss, and all of a sudden go, sure, four days. But if enough people do it and enough people start thinking critically about why do we have to go back to pre-COVID, which really wasn't so great. Most people, if they, if they worked in a major hub, LA, San Francisco, Chicago, Philly, New York, it's kind of miserable. Let's, let's be frank. It was really pretty brutal. You have to wake up early, get on a train, get on a bus, maybe drive in traffic. If you drive in traffic, you're kind of sucking up all the fumes, you're killing the environment. 
You go on a train, the train breaks down, you go on a bus, bus the bus breaks down, you have to switch from a bus to a train, you get into to the city, then you got to probably take another train somewhere else. Time you're in the office, you're exhausted. You work all day till five o'clock, six o'clock, do the same thing, reverse commute back. That's not a life. Think about it. that's not a life. That doesn't make sense because the time you get home now, it's 637, you're exhausted, have a little dinner. Maybe you have to make some calls, return some emails. That's it. And then you do it again. Then you have a weekend. Maybe you do some errands on Saturday. By Sunday, you're shot. So you're just lying around watching football. And then you start the hamster wheel all over again. Why does it, it doesn't have to be that way. Now, if one person just says to their boss, they want to change, nothing's going to happen. But if everybody starts bringing this up and start talking about, hey, why do we have to do what we did in the past? We weren't too happy. We we're kind of miserable, kind of burnt out. I mean, maybe there's reasons why in this country and other countries too, you have so many people who abuse drugs and alcohol, prescribed medicine, because to take some of the pain away from your daily grind. <clears throat> so what I would suggest is start really thinking critically, what will, <coughs> Excuse me, I got a little cold, but uh, see, see, I, I'm a hypocrite because I have a cold, so I should probably stay home and relax. But here I am working anyway, so so take what I say with a grain of salt because maybe there's a little hypocriticism that's a word in it because I should be right resting and getting some sleep instead of kind of pushing myself. But uh, um, I guess I'm a little compulsive. Uh, what 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 I would suggest is really start thinking what you want to do, what you want to do with your life how you can move forward, what would make it work, and then start start moving that direction. And it, you may not know right away. If you do know, go for it, start moving. If you don't know, start thinking, what kind of job do I want? What kind of career do I want? Am I doing something that I like or do I have to change? And that's what I think this whole new paradigm is gonna be, where people are seeing it's a change in the air. If we had this conversation just a year ago-ish, and I talked about, and I said, you're gonna have this Wall Street bets on Reddit where thousands and thousands of young people and people who are never in the stock market are buying meme stocks. First of all, you say, what's a meme stock? Second of all, you say like, what are you talking about? What's Wall Street bets? What's Reddit? But you have, all of a sudden, a whole swath of people who become investors and traders. If you look at the cryptocurrency world, it's huge, seemingly out of nowhere. Although it's been around for a while, there's so many cryptocurrency exchanges. There's, there's so many different cryptos, everything from Dogecoin to Bitcoin, Ethereum, and on and on. You have NFTs now. There are all these things that just seem to come up out of nowhere. How many times have you read about a SPAC going public and the founders making billions? It's, it's almost hard to believe. When you, when, when you go scroll through the news 
sometimes it makes you feel a little bad, not because of what I mentioned earlier about the hate the doom, but like this one, just the person went public and now they're worth a gazillion dollars. You know, this person just did this and making a gazillion dollars and he's 12 years old. You're like, what am I doing wrong? I guess what I'm doing wrong is that instead of taking the safe route, doing what we've always done, these people are taking risks. They're building rocket ships to go to Mars. They're doing all sorts of, you know, they're, they're doing these YOLO trades, maybe hopefully rolling the dice and, and, you know, make a fortune. Is it risky? Hell yeah. Could, can they hit it big? Maybe. Can they lose it all? Yeah, probably. <clears throat> but we're in a time period where it seems everything is open. Things are wide open. So what I'd like you to do is just give it some thought. I know you're saying, what is Jack ranting about? This is nuts. What are you talking about? And I could understand if you'd feel that way. Because whenever something is new and different, there's a tendency to go back to where it was and say, oh, wait, we've always done it this way. We should always do it this way. That's the safe way. That's a secure way. And if for some people, that's, that's what you should do. And that's fine. But we do, I've noticed over the years, you have trends in how things work and how things play out. Think back in your life. Have you seen some differences? You know, going back, let's say, even if, if you weren't around them, how in the 60s you had the counterculture hippie movement. But before that, you had this very conservative kind of feel to it in the 50s. You know, then you had this decadent 70s. You had disco. Then, then that goes into kind of grunge rock. They, you know, so you kind of have these ebb and flows where each era has a different feel, a uniqueness to it, a flavor to it. And so why should it be different this time? This is this post-pandemic roaring 20s kind of feel where cryptos are doing, you know, well, they're not doing so well recently, but had a huge run. As I mentioned, the stock market doing great, real estate doing great. Places like McDonald's are giving, this is, this is how wild it is. Places like McDonald's are giving sign-on bonuses. They're raising wages. They're giving tuition help. They're offering childcare because they can't find enough people to meet their demand. And it's not just McDonald's, it's, it's everything from mom and pop shops you know, to big restaurant chains. It seems that the job seekers, the workers are now becoming in demand. And because you need them, that means they have more power. If you have more power, that means you could try to do different things. That you don't have to you don't have to deal with a bad boss. If your boss says, "Hey, I want you in five days a week," and then you explain to him politely, "Here's the reasons why I don't think it works for me to be five days a week, and they're valid reasons, but they still force you." Well, then you say, "Okay, thank you very much for hearing me out. Be polite, but then start your plan to get in touch with some recruiters, find some career coaches, find a resume writer, tap into your network." Start looking at the companies you want to go to, target people at the company, send your resume to them, get in touch with the people maybe you know, 
maybe a little bit of six degrees of Kevin Bacon, find someone you know who knows someone who knows someone who knows someone who can kind of get you in. And you don't have to take it. If they're going to be heavy-handed and say, nope, this is what we want you to do, even though you've brought up some very relevant points why it would make sense for you to stay home. You know, you have a sick relative, you have childcare issues, whatever the case may be, and they just say, nope, nope, not my problem. Well, it is your problem now, because guess what? That person's going to leave, go to the competitor, and others are going to follow. So this is how it changes, one step at a time, where you're going to see this difference, where people are going to stand up for themselves, where they're going to say, no, I don't want to have to schlep back and forth for three-hour round trips every single day. That doesn't appeal to me. And what's going to happen is capitalism is an interesting thing. Because you like to say, well, Jack, 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 you, what are you talking about? These companies aren't going to do it. Well, here's why they would, they would have to do it. Because if company A is very heavy handed and doesn't let you work flexible hours, they're not giving raises, they're not giving promotions, you have to schlep into work every day, five days a week. Company B is going to say, hmm. Let's do the opposite of what that other company is doing and we'll get all that best talent. <laughs> so, so, so then all the best talent go, hey, company B, they're super awesome. They're letting me work remote. They have hybrid. They have kombucha on tap. They have ping pong tables. They have all sorts of cool things. I'm going to go over there. So then what happens? That company starts attracting the best talent and keeping the best talent. So, what happens if you have the best talent? You're going to have a good company. Then what happens to the other company we talked about? They're going to have an exodus of the top players. And in my experience recruiting, what happens? The best people leave first. Why? Because they can get other jobs. So the A players leave because they know they have options. So they can go get a nice big raise going somewhere else. So then they're left with the Bs, the B minuses, the Cs, the Ds. So who's going to be the winner then? The company that does what the what their employees want and take care of them and have empathy and compassion and actually listen to them. What a crazy novel idea, right? Actually listening to your workers, asking them, hey, what would make you happy? How can you do your best work? Listening, take some notes, write it down, and then do it. It's the easiest thing you can do. So if they do that, you're going to get the best people. And do you think if you take care of your employees, are they going to be harder workers or slackers? You're right, harder workers. Because they're going to be appreciative. They're going to think, thank you. You had no idea how stressed I was that I had to rush in the morning, take my kids to school, drop them off, catch the train, hope I don't miss the train, get in, worry about everyone giving me dirty looks when I'm coming in at 9.15. You just made my life so much better, less stress. So I'm going to work harder because you've, I feel appreciated. I feel that they listened to me when I asked and they, they, they cared about me. They cared about my situation. So those companies are going to succeed because it works both ways because everyone's going to be on the same page. Where the other companies that are going to be heavy handed, they're going to slowly be drained of the talent of the best and brightest because after a while they're like, wait a minute. I don't have to, there are other options. And because of the way capitalism works, 
one company might be the way that's not pleasant. Then there's others who say, hey, we're going to take advantage. We're going to change the way we do it because we see this as a competitive advantage to get the best and brightest and steal and poach talent. So you see what I mean? So it does, it can change. It can change quickly. And I've mentioned this in other LinkedIn lives too. The remote work is the greatest example of this because no one, no, people did work remotely for years, but it was maybe, I'll get, I don't know the exact numbers, maybe 5% people work remotely. Maybe, I doubt even that much. Then we go to almost everybody working remote and obviously not every, I'm generalizing, you know, almost everybody, almost all white collar people work remote. And we did it for about a year. What is it? A year and a half-ish. That was a test. Think about it. That was the biggest test to see if remote work on scale would work. And it did. Not only did it work well, it worked phenomenally well. It worked well, so well that Jeff Bezos is going on a rocket ship and leaving Earth. And by the way, there's a petition for him not to come back, which is pretty hilarious. <laughs> I don't think that petition could hold and make him stay up there. But anyway, it's still funny. So he made so much money, he could say, I'm going on a rocket ship up to Mars or wherever he's going. Same thing with Elon Musk. So not only did remote work work well, but all these companies did well. Amazon, Apple, Microsoft, Zoom, Netflix, on and on. These companies just did gangbuster business. They did phenomenally well. Now, you might say they did well, I didn't, but that, that's fair, but it depends where you are. If you had stock in the company or stock options in the company, you did well. Um, if you didn't and you lost your job, no, you didn't. So it's not evenly distributed. It's definitely been one of those K-shaped recoveries where, you know, they're talking about, the, you know, when we, as we recovered, some people said it would be V, which, you know, everything went down and then bounced back up. This is more K where on the upper end, you know, it goes on the upper end, the kind of mid upper middle class wealth, they just did really well. And the poor going down, not so much. So it's not fair. It's not fairly distributed. And, that's why with my advice, I'm not saying this is one size fits all for everybody. Because for some people can benefit. Some people have the privilege, the luck, the fortune of being in the right kind of place that they have options and they could kind of leverage it. And for the people who can, you should appreciate you have that because not everybody does. So if you have the ability that you can say, I'm going, to, I, I, I'm going to go to my boss and I want to get a raise. I want to get a promotion. I want to get a Lyra move. I want hours. Not everyone has the ability to say that. If you're an A player, you're doing well, you can get away with it. Not everyone can say, I'm going to leave my job and find another job because it's not so easy. But if you can, you should take advantage of the fact that you're so lucky you can do that. So I'll leave you with this. I, what, what I see happening is this. We're seeing this unique time period where we're going to hit, like we've seen in the past, where just things change. And eras are defined in different ways. This era, this paradigm is going to be this kind of roaring 20s where there's unlimited possibilities, there's un unlimited potential. 
You don't have to keep doing what we used to do. We could try things. We could succeed. We could fail. We could take on new risks, new jobs, new challenges. If they work, great. If they don't, we'll try again. And that's a really good space to be in. When you have that freedom, where if you try something and it works, great. If it doesn't, no hard feelings. We could all appreciate it because everyone is doing that and trying that. And what a better place if we're all being productive and doing things that we want to do and working the way we want to do it, not being forced to, but finding the means of working that, that, that caters to our lifestyle. And, and if we could find also jobs that we have a passion for, that has a purpose and meaning, people are going to be working hard and smart and enjoying it more. And they also have time for their families and loved ones and hobbies and all that. So this is all possible. So I would say for people who are thinking, hey, things are terrible. You know, I'm hearing about the Delta Force variant, super spreader, horrible thing. No. Is it bad? I don't know. Maybe. But there's always going to be some boogeyman to scare you. There's always going to be something where, whether it's the news, the media, somebody saying, oh, this is terrible. Here's, you know, and there are terrible things in life. There's always going to be, there always has been, there always will. But then you even have a choice. Do I focus on all that negativity and wallow in self-pity and how bad things are? Or do you say, yeah, life is tough. Life is brutal. Life is short. But I want to make the best of it while I'm here. I want to do the best for myself and for my family. And I would suggest you take the latter. You want to do what's best for you, your family, even in, in spite of whatever is out there, whether it's the Delta, Gamma Ray, Alpha Ray, whatever kind of variant. Okay. But there's terrible things in life. There's cancer, there's car crashes, there's everything. But you can't live your life looking at everything that's so bad. You're better off looking at what I can do, what I have control over, how I can improve my life, how I could find a new career, how I could find a new job, how I can improve things for myself, for my family, for my country, for my world. That's the place to be in. Because then you're working with a purpose and meaning and then nothing could stop you. So give it some thought. I know. I know for some people you think, Jack, you're out of your mind. What do you, you know, these concepts, you're, you're driving me nuts. Just, just, just talk about when you interview, have a firm handshake. That's all I want to know. Or how many pages on a resume. Stop with all this other stuff. You know, those things are important, but I think it's important to talk about these big issues because if, if you navigate yourself the right way, you can make an entire difference in your life, in your kid's life, in your grandkid's life. So give it some thought what you want to do, what will make you happy, how do you want to work, and what do you need to do to get to a place where you feel, yes, you know what, I'm happy, I'm motivated, I'm working with purpose and meaning, and, and this is a good spot to be in. So this is Jack Kelly. Thank you very much for watching and listening. You know, I hope, I hope you appreciate it. I hope this is helpful. I hope it's enlightening. Oh, feel free, please let me know if you ever want me to cover any certain topics, if you want to talk about anything, you want to come on as a guest. Um, I'm always open for ideas, suggestions, thoughts, comments. Hit me up on LinkedIn, on Twitter. I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day because I know everyone's so busy to watch and listen and encourage because I've got such encouragement for people. I, I really, really so appreciative for all the support. So thank you very much. Have a great day. Bye-bye.